0: All right, I am at the Snow Hook Adventure Guides of Alaska. Is that the official name, Justin? That's our name, yep. Nice. All right, let me... i got to position this mic so that my uh, fingers don't fall off while we're recording here. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, so give us uh, your background, Justin. Just Uh, general.
1: Well, I grew up in Idaho, and then my wife and I moved up here to Alaska about 15, 16 years ago. And we got into running dogs alongside our regular career, and that eventually became our career. Done (laughs) Iditarod six times. And Uh, and what's Iditarod? Iditarod is a thousand-mile dog sled race. You've probably seen movies about it, right? Yep. (laughs) Some of these dogs uh, and I have traveled almost 30,000 miles together. Wow. Wow. And
0: uh, and we're in, this is officially Willow, Alaska, or just outside of Wasilla, right?
1: This is Willow, Alaska. Okay.
0: Yep. And... uh, so, and we just got done with doing a, a tour with uh, dog mushing. It's not dog, s- sledding. dog sledding. Okay, but the official term, if you're in, is dog mushing, right? <laughs> so, and throughout this, like, we, we, you sort of explained your relationship with the dogs and um, just how this all works. It's not, you can't uh, just tie a, a dog, even a strong dog to a sleigh and expect them to pull you thousands of miles, right? So, um, you, you, tell us about the, the importance of that relationship with the dogs.
1: Well, a big part of what we do here is understanding... First, you have to understand what the dog's nature is. And its nature is to pull, but its nature is also what most people think dog's nature is, which is to love and be a part of it. And so you want to facilitate everything you can to help that dog be successful in, in its own natural talents. And also you want to build trust in, in that relationship that happens by doing the work every single day with your dogs, whether it's simply feeding and cleaning up after them, but it's also petting them, being there for them. So when you do these little actions, make the big difference when you get to the big actions. Uh-huh. You know, for example, I've been in a storm, so I couldn't even see the end of my sled. And I would just sort of sing out to my dogs, and they would just charge right through those that snow. Wow! And then there's times, you know, where... Now we take these guys over 60 miles of open ocean, of sea ice, and it's white in every direction. And I've seen a lot of dog teams where the musher hasn't had the best relationship with their dogs, and the dogs hesitate. And with our dogs, you know, because we've spent that time building relationships, they've never once hesitated. They go, and go, and go. Because they know I'm going to take care of them, they know I'm going to look after them.
0: Well, that's awesome. And so how do you, like when you get a new dog, is there like a ritual you go through? I mean, how do you even start to build that relationship with, with the dog?
1: Well, so for our new dogs um, or even puppies or whatever, you've got to remember they're visual learners. And so we put them in situations where they see uh, us hooking up the team and we make it happy and exciting for them. So when, they, when it comes to their turn, they automatically expect this to be a fun and exciting thing. And so when we go out of the yard with a sled or whatever and they're already having a good time, one big thing we do is if they stop and hesitate is I stop and I reassure the dog. Hmm. And I help I help it know it's doing a good job. And you correct whatever's going on. And then you go until the dog stops again and you stop and you help it out. And you go and go and go. And eventually the distances between it stopping and hesitating don't happen. It just goes and goes because yeah. it's built that step-by-step uh relationship where they know that you're going to be there for them yeah if that makes sense yeah it does um and then i
0: asked you as we were going if if all the dogs are male but you said uh it's a mix but the the female dogs oftentimes make better leaders right
1: so we have about 60 70 percent male in the dog yard and about 30 40 female and
0: it's about 50 how many dogs
1: we have 52 dogs okay and what we've found over the years is they're not that dissimilar from us the males are just like hey let's go i don't care where we're going and they just want to pull and the females you know they tend to mature more quickly they tend to uh, to think things out a little bit better and so if you're in a tough jam i always put my female leaders up front and uh and those guys just work their way through it wow so I don't know
0: if there, there's a scientific parallel to how humans work, but uh, it's, it's cool to hear that sometimes there's that uh, more measured attitude to maybe the female dogs that
1: that works well when they're, when they're leading, right? Right. And, you know, when it comes down to it, you just have to understand the nature of who you're working with. And if you put them in situations where they're going to be successful and they can start using those successful moments to compensate for weaker moments, you're going to have a successful team yeah if you put dogs where they're constantly being challenged without success then you've demoralized your team oh yeah and so you're you know when you when you're working this out you're seeking a balance of all of this yeah and you know all through it you're just you're you're the guy there to help them work through it nice
0: and so many, like, as you were just talking, I'm, I'm just here to let's have some fun going on a dog side. I didn't expect these, like, dynamic leadership lessons here, but you've, right. you found them. Any others that are worth mentioning? Or, I mean, that's the gist of it as far as that, that.
1: Well, you know, when I teach people to run dogs, the first thing I say is no matter what, you need to know you're the driver. And these dogs need to know you're going to look after them. I also say that, especially if you're going to run Iditarod, if you ever think if I finish, you're not going to finish you always have to say when I finish. Yeah. And because uh, there's about 3,000 times in that race that you say to yourself, man, this sucks. <laughs> and, uh, but if, you ha- if you've already got that mindset of when and not if, you're going to keep going. And then also, I tell people you can have all the plans in the world, but things happen. And so whatever happens, that's your new reality. Yeah. And so have backup plans, and you readjust to it. And, nice. and that helps you get to the when and not if. Yeah. What's the best dog-mushing movie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably still my favorite is
0: Iron Will. Iron Will, that's yeah. it. Isn't that like the old man's on at home? And like, is his grandfather? It's dying, and then he has like to go out and win this race? Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I thought I read a book when I was, I was little. I think it's Iron Wheel. But um, all right, give us a plug. What, if, where should people follow you? I'm, I'm following you on Facebook. Is that the best place?
1: Facebook is good. You can also go to our website at snowhookadventures.com. Um, you can find us on TripAdvisor. You can find us on Facebook. Nice. And after today, like, you can't come to
0: Alaska. Yeah, people come to Alaska to fish, but you've got to do some dog mushing while you're here. It's, it's the oh, best. Yeah. So Awesome.